Garden of Knowledge, Shin number 68. A game we all played when we were kids, Hide and Seek. But in the Torah, Hide and Seek has a different connotation. Once Adam and Eve messed up in the Garden of Eden, they go hide. Hashem is walking through the Garden of Eden, or whatever that really means. And then they are hiding. Why are they hiding? They're hiding because they think it's it. Game over. We can no longer connect with Hashem. We have no longer anything worthy about ourselves. So now it's time to hide. Says Rav Shalom Arush, the worst thing a person can do after transgressing is to hide. There are several possibilities at the point after sin. Either deny what you did, rationalize and justify what you did, refuse to reconcile oneself to the fact that they are not perfect, and begin persecuting himself. But all these reactions are ways of hiding from Hashem. No matter what a person did, it's a small sin compared to the sin of trying to hide from Hashem and refusing to do teshuva. Even worse is the sinner's breakdown of emunah. Why do we say that the sin is small compared to hiding from Hashem? It's no surprise if a person sins. No, we're vulnerable, prone to temptation. That all makes sense. Torah actually understands this, and that's why there's teshuva, because it reckon, Torah recognizes that we are going to make mistakes. That's what the Apostlech says in the, in the Vayikra, talking about the various sacrifices that were brought. When a person will sin unintentionally, it will happen. It's not if, but it's when. In the course of time, when this, when this thing happens to you, it's going to happen, and this is what you should do to fix it. Bring a korban from the word karov. Come close. You're not giving anything up. You're fixing it by not hiding from Hashem. Or another case, when a person will sin and commit a treachery against Hashem. Many examples where it just makes it obvious that this is what's going to happen to us in life. However, the post-denial, post-sin denial of Hashem, and the lies we tell ourselves are worse because there's no desire for that. That's, that's what we're doing. That's our making. So let's remember the whole point of the neshama of the soul coming into the physical world is to get to know Hashem. So Rabbi Nachman, one's principal purpose is to serve Hashem and walk in his ways in order to get to know him. So this is the ultimate purpose of life and his will, that we get to know him. Remember, the experience after life is connection with Hashem. So if a person wants to experience that as heaven, you've got to know Hashem when you are alive. If you are choosing to experience your afterlife as hell, do as much as you can to not know Hashem. And then when you're connected with Hashem for all eternity, that, will, that experience will become hell. One should have no other intent in the service of Hashem other than to do what Hashem asks us to do, not because we like it, or it makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside just to serve Hashem. You can't get to know Hashem without realizing that without Hashem, you are a nothing. Without Hashem's help, we are powerless. That's why we have to put Hashem before us all the time to know that principle. Okay. If a person lives with this awareness that he is nothing without Hashem, then he realizes that a person is being probed and jabbed and encouraged all the, every single day by the evil inclination. And the evil inclination's job is to destroy us. Were it not for Hashem's help, we, we wouldn't be able to ever vanquish any of our desires. So when a person sins, it means that Hashem didn't help him. 
in that moment. If Hashem didn't help you in that moment to overcome your urges, that must be for your benefit as well, because everything that Hashem does is good. So why didn't Hashem help you in that moment to overcome your evil inclination? Why did you have to sin? Now that doesn't mean that you're not responsible for it, but why didn't Hashem help you? Where's the goodness in your sin? Have a good day. We'll have to answer that next time.